This work in progress is released under a Creative Commons license. The following Still Ripples podcast is dedicated to all those living in confusion, who are in pain, and who are searching. He who has ears, let him hear. This week's On the Lake, I'm Greg. And I'm Brian. Guys, uh, this is going to be our kind of Easter homage uh, remembrance uh, episode of On the Lake. Uh, Odds are this is going to be coming out way after Easter due to some technical difficulties that we're experiencing. But we still wanted to take time uh, just to, you know, pay... Uh, the honor and homage to what our Christian belief is yeah. is based on. Um, Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. Um, we're going to be reading out of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10, uh, which gives account to the resurrection. Um, Brian's got a few really good quotes that kind of help edify it even further, and then we'll just kind of go into a little... A little bit of discussion on it. So, with that, Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. And we're reading out of the New King James. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they were there to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. As we mentioned, you know, this is the foundation of Christianity. This is the key pivotal point um, that kind of springs Christianity into um, existence. I mean... I mean, Christianity would have ended at the grave if Christ had not resurrected. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have 
And one of the things is, and, and not to, to venture into the, uh, you know, a defense or whatever, but uh, for a moment, but I, I think it's so interesting that he uh, Christ claimed a bodily resurrection. I mean, a verifiable point. He could have easily said, I will spiritually rise, but no, it's, he, he bodily rose. And I think that is just a very defining moment, a very defining point in Christianity. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it's so easy to, uh, especially with all the different holidays, mm -hmm. to to lose sight of their true meanings. And you know, as we mentioned with Christmas, you know, Easter may or may not have been on that exact day, and you know, things of that nature. But the fact of the matter is, it's it's the reasoning behind mm -hmm. uh, what we're celebrating, and that is the resurrection of Christ. In fact, you know, before that is Good Friday, which is you know the day of his crucifixion, and just the whole uh, Passion Week yeah. leading up to it is just—I mean, it's—it's it's a very powerful message of love. Jesus went through very horrific things. I mean, mm -hmm. things that any one of us would have, uh, and more than less, died from. Yeah. But you know, he—he he pressed on. He didn't—he didn't quit, even though. The people that a moment before worshipped him were now spitting on him and cursing him. You know, to see that kind of love and compassion, and then it 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 transitions into his resurrection. You know, it so something so powerful, so amazing. You know, the Marys when when they came to the tomb, they were coming in mourning. But what a glorious! Uh, thing to see that the stone had been rolled away. Yeah, yeah. Matthew records his first response to the women. Mm -hmm. You know, rejoice. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of you may ask, hey, why don't you cover the death and resurrection? You know, we wanted to. We wanted the resurrection to be the focus here mm -hmm. because if there was only the death, you know, if if there wasn't a resurrection, I mean, as we said before, you know, Christianity would end at that point. But there. I mean, such emphasis has to be placed on, placed on the resurrection as well because, I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's where the very essence of our salvation and everything is shown because, you know, like Christ uh, told uh, Thomas, because I live, you will also live. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or actually he told that to, uh, that, that, that was told in John to uh, Thomas, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the quotes that I, that I was looking at before I came here that I really liked was Clarence W. Hall stated, Easter says you can put truth in the grave, but it won't stay there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a that's a beautiful image of it because Christ said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life," mm -hmm. and that's what they did. They tried to crush him, they tried to destroy him, and he was put in a tomb, and yet it, he didn't stay there. You know, mm -hmm. truth did not die that day, uh, you know, permanently. Yeah. I think it's also interesting, you know, you you look at the, the precautions that they took. They put a guard in front of the, the tomb. They sealed it off. Um, I mean, the they wanted to make sure that it was over, that that was the end. But the resurrection was was something that was, it was, it was prophesied to happen. And, you know, that was one of the... Uh, you know, one of the crowning jewels of the ministry of Christ was, you know, this point that he would die and three days later come again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so up up to this point, you know, any any person that had been raised from the dead 
they were going to die again. That was it. But, uh, you know, Christ, when he rose again, he later ascends into heaven. He, there is no uh, death beyond. He now holds the keys to heaven and hell. He, he, he has everything. Yeah, I mean, he conquered the grave. He conquered death. I mean, death holds no sway over the believer. Yeah, and that's that's something we can take a, a great comfort in mm-hmm. is knowing that he went through all of this and then came out on the other side, and now we have that freedom. Yeah. We have uh, salvation. We have that free gift that all we have to do is ask. Yeah, I mean, freedom... Freedom in the capacity to be able to ask God, to be able to come to God, you know, very personal on that personal level, but also freedom to, uh, you know, you know, through the Holy Spirit and through you know, salvation in Christ, to be able to do what is right, to do, to basically be able to honor God. You're free to honor God. Beforehand, we couldn't. We really could not honor God because we had such that we had that sin nature. But now Christ has taken that. He has conquered the grave. We have our life and resurrection in Him and everything, and so we're able to actually be productive mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, as far as the, uh, you know, to, to more emphasize the importance of the resurrection, uh, John Calvin makes an excellent point. He says the truth of the resurrection gives life to every other area of the gospel truth. The resurrection is the pivot, which I believe mm-hmm. that Greg actually pointed at, mm-hmm. is the pivot on which all Christianity turns and without which none of the other truths would matter much. Without the resurrection, Christianity would be so much wishful thinking, taking its place alongside all other human philosophy and religious speculation. I mean, that's, that's so true because mm-hmm. how many religious figures have died? Mm-hmm. And then how many re- re- religious figures claim that they were going to come back and didn't? Mm-hmm. And how many religious figures actually, you know, they di- you know claimed they were going to come back, died, and did? Mm-hmm. And within within the time yeah. that he said he would. And one thing that's really amazing about this, and Brian, you you mentioned this, it was a physical resurrection. Yeah. Um, you know, Thomas thrust his hand in his side. He he was there. He physically touched, and that was that was his disbelief. You know that mm-hmm. that that this would happen. You know, it's it it's one thing to. Uh, to have that spiritual resurrection, but to have a physical one. That, that was very impactful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact, uh, you know, again, not really getting into the defensive thing, but he appeared to so many different people. Yeah. Um, there were so many different things that come between this and the ascension that just kind of edify his resurrection, that uh, really solidify what he's doing. I think it was like 500 people yeah. or something like yeah. that he appeared so you know, and that's something that uh, you know. And he he came back with the message of rejoice. Mm-hmm. You know how many of us take time to actually rejoice? I mean, honest, unadulterated rejoicing in the freedom that we gained because of that resurrection. Oh yeah, and, I mean, so 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 many times we get focused on our the own infirmities and stuff that we're dealing with in the flesh here on earth. Mm-hmm. That we allow those things to steal our joy, mm-hmm. and we have so much more. Life isn't just about all this. I mean, it's it's about, or you know, all this meaning this life. I mean, I'm holding my hand over <laughs> the scripture. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's it's not about this whole life or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
there's something beyond the grave. Christ is telling us to rejoice because our hope is in him. Our hope is beyond the grave. Yeah. It's so so easy to get focused on the physical things and the, the shortcomings, the political differences, the view differences, all these different things. It's easy to focus on that and get bogged down in it. And, you know, all right, yeah, it's Easter. Let's, let's you know, watch the Passion Play. Let's do this. You know, it, it used to be the joke that, you know, you'd see people in church at Christmas and Easter, which, you know, they're, they're the birth and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. But there's so much more, um, you know, there's so much more to uh, both of these events, you know, especially this part, you know, I, I, we, I can't emphasize enough just how powerful this is. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of things that could have happened, yep. but we know and we have the the record of of what did you know like Brian said there have been a lot of people that said you know I'm, I'm gonna die but I'll be back don't worry I'll come back but they some are not specific some are specific and the date comes and goes mm -hmm. but you know Jesus I'll be gone for three days and I'll be back yeah. and he does yeah more on the importance of the the resurrection. Uh, John Calvin stated that the cross of Christ only triumphs in the breasts of the believer over the devil and the flesh, sin and sinners, when the eyes are when their eyes are directed to the power of His resurrection. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the the whole message of the cross comes more into fulfillment through the uh, you know through the eyes uh, you know eyes that have seen the resurrection, you know eyes that that know the resurrection and everything mm -hmm. because. Without the resurrection, the cross, I'm sorry to say, means very, uh, means very little. Mm -hmm. You've got to have the resurrection co coinciding with the cross. Yeah, they go one and the same. They're interchange. They're not interchangeable. I mean, they one edifies the other. You've got to have the other one. Exactly. You could have the resurrection, but without the cross, you know, without the cross, without the grave, you know, there's there's that, uh, you know. And you also, you know, looking back, another thing to, you know, take note of was the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I know for me, growing up, communion uh, really didn't, you know, I mean, it was, it was why, why does everybody get to have a, a snack? And I don't. You know, it's, of course, now that I'm older, I understand that it has a deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. There's, it's it's uh, symbolic to what was going to happen um, and it, it, it truly is something to bring remembrance of the, the death, burial, and resurrection, the whole thing. And another interesting thing, you know, that I, I, I love when I read it is that Jesus was laid in a borrowed tomb. Mm -hmm. A borrowed tomb is a temporary, uh, it, it, the verbiage is temporary. Mm -hmm. When you borrow something, you give it back. And. You know that's. I think that's so awesome that it's it's worded that way, because when he was laid in the borrowed tomb, he wasn't going to stay around, and that's you know, really where the resurrection comes in. You know, as believers, we often and Greg and I've talked about this. You know, there's the old saying of becoming minded. You know, earthly good, 
in in light of the resurrection, N.T. Wright actually has a good quote. He says, Jesus' resurrection is the beginning of God's new project, not to snatch people away from earth to heaven, but to colonize earth with the new, well, excuse me, with the life of heaven. That, after all, is what the Lord's Prayer is all about. You know, he says, you know, in the Lord's Prayer he talks about, you know, doing on earth, you know, as you would have done in heaven and everything. I mean, we're his servants. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're, we're his workmen. And so when we say that prayer, we should say it with an expecting heart that it is that he is going to use us, mm-hmm. his workmen, to, to do his will here on heaven. Or, excuse me, on earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here on earth, pardon me. But, um, I mean, that is certainly in the... In, you know, as believers in the resurrection and everything, you know, we have that rejoicing. We should share that joy with other people and show them why we are rejoicing. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've said it before. Jesus said, what they do to me, they'll do to you and, and more. Um, you know, we can't let the negative outside influence uh, what Christ has done in our lives. We have to, just like I said, rejoice Rejoice in the salvation that we have. Rejoice in the resurrection and share that. Like Brian said, you know, show people the love of Christ in in a world full of anger and hate and bitterness. It's it's easy to get wrapped up in that and think, you know, what what good is my little contribution? You know, so what if this person deserves? You know, I should give them you know this kindness, and I don't want to do that. You know, there's so many excuses. A lot of a lot of stuff like that, but that resurrection. Rejoice when you rejoice when you're happy when you when you let all the the stress and worries of the world go, just for a little bit and give them over to Christ. Let Him take them. That's a powerful, powerful. Um, I, I say tool. I, I mean. It's, it's a powerful thing that we have, uh, you know, that is worth sharing. So, if you would, join me in prayer. Dear Father, Lord God, as, uh, as we come to you today, just in remembrance of your resurrection, Lord, I pray that you would just give rejoicing to each and every one of our hearts and in our lives, Lord, that we might be able to uh, share your love with others and, and what this what this day truly means to us. And Lord, uh, as this ministry continues, I pray that you would just open the hearts and minds of those who watch it. Uh, do the same thing for us, Lord. I pray that you would be the guiding uh, light in all of this, Lord, and we wouldn't make any kind of action or movement without you guiding that, Lord. I pray that you would forgive us where we fall short, Lord God, and I pray that you would just uh, be with those in the community that are sick, that are hurting, Lord, and I pray that you would just convict the hearts of those that are struggling uh, to find you, Lord, and just draw them into your love. In your holy name we pray. Amen.